From Quarry's workshop to the jungles of Alistair Noor, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I'm one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How's it going, Aaron? It's going good, Jonah. It's good to be back. Good to be back? When was the last time we recorded? <laughs> if I feel like it's been long enough to say it's good to be back. That's true. <laughs> it's been a, a while. We got we only got to review, you know, the shorts, and then we got to review that first episode. But there's been a pretty big gap between then and now. Yeah, yeah, big gap. And I'm happy the show is finally back on air, even though it seems like it's gonna be gone in less than three weeks. So <laughs> doesn't seem like it. It is going to be gone. But yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do our best to extend that. Yes, we're going to stretch it out as far as we can. Yeah, so we're going to record one episode per week and focus on one episode so that way we can spread them out a bit. Yeah, so people can watch the episodes when they air and then they can come back and rewatch the episodes when they listen to the podcast. Yes, and we watch them when we do our live tweeting because I'm into that now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty. I was following along with that as much as I could tonight. Um, I threw a couple tweets in there, but but yeah, you were definitely doing the bulk of the tweeting. Yay, tweeting! Yeah, Twitter is my thing. So if you are on Twitter, please follow along with our live tweeting sessions, and we'll figure out a schedule for that stuff. But for now, that's that's just our plan. We're gonna do a little little bit of live tweeting, and then record our episode and then put out that same episode that week yes so we're going to stretch it out even though all of the episodes will have aired within the next three weeks we are going to stretch it out for i guess it's gonna be like 12 weeks yeah just about i guess so we'll have 12 separate episodes of star scavengers as opposed to trying to bulk them all up and review a few of them at a time just it gives us a chance to podcast more which is fun mm-hmm. And I think it just allows us to kind of stretch it out and, and really enjoy this season of Freemaker Adventures um, as opposed to it being kind of like quick, done, and then hoping for season three. Right, right. Yeah. We want to savor it while savor it's still it. here. Yes, that's the right word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and one thing I've been doing on the side, at least while Freemaker was off the air, I've been building some micro fighters. Um, on the weekends and that's been a lot of fun because uh, every time we record a, an episode you always ask if I've gotten something and I always say no I haven't bought you know any Lego sets <laughs> but this time around I have I purchased I purchased quite a few so I have uh, the first wave or so of the micro fighters and I got those off of eBay so uh, they weren't that pricey but when you you know, add it all up. It was it was a pricey uh, tag there, but it was it's still fun to to build them. And I think my favorite one so far was the oh man, I can't remember which one had the spinning feature. It was the AAT tank with the um, the battle droid. I think that was the one with the little spinning feature. And I was just so impressed that it had something that spinned. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that you had tuned into that one. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. so. I tuned into <laughs> I tuned into a couple of them, or at least a few minutes for a couple of them. But um, yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely working on your Lego collecting cred. Yeah, yeah. Know? So and I I periscope them so uh, that way people can join in, watch me build them since they're small builds, and it, they're small, but they last me an hour because I'm also talking at the same time, so I get distracted. <laughs> Well, I remember but, I tuned in for the one and you were you were looking at you were like building it and then you would describe a piece. You're like, well, this I'm going to take this like stair step looking piece <laughs> or this this type of piece. And I'm sitting there thinking I could either sit here and correct or tell her the correct terminology for all of these pieces, which would really annoy her and probably everybody listening to this. Or I just sit here and enjoy watching her build this. I had no idea they had names. <laughs> Do they really? Sure, yeah, there's there's names for the different types of pieces. Oh my gosh, they're I not, have no it's idea. It's not called a stair step like piece. <laughs> I know that. 
<laughs> well, it looks like it to me. <laughs> it was a good description. It was a very good description. And I actually it actually prompted me because I don't even know, you know, I've I've been building Lego for a while, but I haven't been the type of builder or collector to know that type of stuff, to know all the terminology just like you didn't know the terminology. Mm-hmm. So it's been something I've been picking up over the past year or so as I've gotten back into it. Um, but even as I was watching your video and you were kind of like, oh, I don't know what this guy, I was like, well, let me Google it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Google knows, right? So, of course, yeah. I unfortunately can't Google at the same time. It would be a very boring video for people, but that's why I give my crazy, wacky descriptions instead. <laughs> so, what do you know? How many have you done so far? Uh, so far, I've done, I think, about four or five, and that includes the Hera. That you had given me for Christmas. Oh yes, that's a good one. Did you do the Millennium Falcon? I did do the Millennium Falcon. Okay. That was just this weekend, this past weekend, I did that one, and uh, I was hoping it changed my mind, my thoughts about Han, because I'm not his biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> but it it didn't change anything. <laughs> yeah, that one comes with the old style Han minifig uh, that yes. doesn't have the updated hair. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the micro fighters are really cool sets. They do kind of, they're like a mini version of a larger vehicle. Um, but they, most of the time they don't come with a named character or a, a major character, but you actually have some of the, the cooler sets because you got the one that comes with Han Solo, which is the money and Falcon. You also got the, um, the one that comes with Hera in the ghost. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. So that's you have two of the cooler sets. There is. Did you do the X Wing yet? The no, I haven't done the X Wing yet. But okay. there's two different X Wings. I think there's a more recent X Wing, and then there's the Wave One X Wing. That's the one that I have. Okay, the Resistance X Wing, which it comes with a what they just call a Rebel pilot or a Resistance pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually Snap Wexley. Oh, okay. So they he's unnamed in the set, but you can tell based on his helmet and markings that it's actually Snap Wexley. So, uh, gotcha. So you got to get that one too, so you can have yeah, I will. another I cool will. character, another cool <laughs> minifig for your collection. Yes. But, but yes, micro fighters are really cool. I I've actually been you've been doing way better than I have with uh, building Lego recently. I haven't built a set in a while. Uh, definitely not since the last time we talked, and I think the last. Uh, Star Wars set that I built was the Sarlacc pit, which I think I talked about on the last episode. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a Y wing also... sitting on the shelf mm-hmm. that I need to build. Um, so I I need to get to that. But yeah, you've you've definitely been uh, you've been doing much better than I have when it comes to the builds. Yeah, I think we've swapped for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a little time off, but I, yeah. I I'm looking forward to getting back into building some of these sets and. Uh, you know the last Jedi Lego sets are coming. They're coming down the road. We'll have that's right. Yeah. Probably more information on those soon. And um, in fact, I think some stuff is already starting to leak out there on some of the, on some of those sets. So, and we should know more, I would think, by Force Friday, which is mm-hmm. in September. Which is, I think, at the very beginning of September. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting a lot of that stuff when force friday comes around and i also managed to get the stars not the star scavenger the uh the arrowhead and the uh tracker one sets i, I oh, finally yeah. got but i have not built them i, I oh, haven't okay. had the time to build them because they're they look like they'll take some time but yeah i haven't cracked it open um but i'll definitely um uh, start building them so i can talk about it on the show as the as the series progresses Great. Yeah, I totally forgot you got those. I haven't had a chance to get them yet. They are kind of pricey, especially getting both at the same time. So uh, bravo to you on that. But (laughs) if you, when you get to the point where you're going to build one of them, let me know because if I'm in a position to do it, I would like to go out and try to get the set so we can kind of build it at the same time. That way we can do kind of a full on review on the show of of one of those sets. So Yeah, yeah. Keep me informed. I will. I will, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so the the first episode we're going to touch on this week is the Tower of Alistair Nor. And I was trying to figure out if that was like a name where it's, it's scrambled up. I did the same Maybe. thing. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be really unique in this because I'm the I'm kind of the nerdy one, you know, when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> <And> so 
I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell her that I was like looking at different name options, and no, you did it too. So I was yep. just going as simple as just backwards because the because the word nor like if you reverse it, it's Ron. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. then I was thinking, oh, this is maybe just some guy's name, you know, maybe, maybe. this is a, a hint as to somebody's name that we should see, or it's just maybe the name of somebody that worked on the show that thought it'd be funny to put their name in there. But, but then when you do the whole thing backwards, it's Ron Nastella, which doesn't sound like a real name. <laughs> <laughs> Although Nastella, I could see being maybe a Sith name. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Darth we were, we were both thinking way too much into it. I think. Yeah, just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if there is some hidden meaning, uh, Bill and Bob can let us know. Yeah. <laughs> They'll pop up on Twitter and say, no, there's just no meaning behind it. <laughs> <laughs> they do you like to <laughs> They do like to call us out and prove us wrong on Twitter. So uh, Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> and so the episode kicks off with Rowan unsuccessfully trying to build the ship that he saw in the last episode where he saw the arrowhead being built but he can't really remember what it looks like so he's trying to build it with the the existing pieces in Quarry's shop right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and did you did you look at the pieces that they used to see if you could build that no oh my gosh maybe i should deconstruct one of my micro fighters and see <laughs> yeah i was looking at it and i was thinking okay I'm seeing the pieces floating to going together at the very beginning of the episode. And I'm looking at the pieces. I'm like, that's a real piece. That's a real piece. Like, okay, those are real pieces. They actually can fit together. And I was starting to get excited about the idea of being able to build like a, a micro arrowhead. Um, and then he wasn't able to put it together. So I was like, ah, but, <laughs> but then, you know, fast forwarding to the end of the episode where he actually does get to kind of put it all together with those same pieces. Um, I haven't had a chance yet to kind of, really pause it and look at the individual pieces and see if it's an actual buildable thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it is based on um, just watching the episode twice. So that would be a fun little kind of micro build. Um, yeah, your to, own to MOC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm copying from the show, is it really an MOC? Oh, that's true. Look, yeah. at, it, look, <laughs> look at us using the lingo. <laughs> Um, but oh yeah, I would love to put that together. But I was, can you imagine? Oh man, if they come out with like a micro fighters down the line, like an official version. Yeah, that would be really cool. It is something that Lego has done where they do they do the micro fighters, but they actually do these really micro builds that are like minimalist, just the fewest pieces you can build to resemble something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they usually come in like these little poly bag sets. I've seen it for um, the Z ninety five. Headhunter, I think, has one. Um, I think they do a TIE Fighter. But there's a few different ones that they do that are just even smaller than the Micro Fighters. And so that, when I watched him kind of put that together, that that very much resembled those builds. Oh, so, yeah. That makes more sense. So that, yeah. that is definitely something I could see there, there being an actual little poly bag set. You know, maybe a 15, 20-piece set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll keep an eye out for it. But if not, I have this whole bin of Lego behind me that I'm going to dump out tonight and try to see if I can build that thing. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Take photos along the way. I will. <laughs> and so Corey mentions that Alistair Noor is a great place to seek inspiration, especially since Rowan can't come up with whatever it was that he saw. Yes. Which, um, did he say at this point that it was some something to do with the Jedi or no? No, I don't think so. Not at this point. Okay. Yeah, so that was that still wasn't revealed yet, but that was um, something I got pretty excited about. But I'll save it later. Mm-hmm. Save it till later. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that at that, you know, as he, Rowan gets really excited and drags Rowan, um, Corey out of the room. And as he's doing that, Roger stops them and says, wait, from this angle, it looks like a... No, sorry. It still looks like a pile of junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Roger had some great lines. I know last time we said that there wasn't much Roger in the in the shorts or in the the other the previous episode. Yeah, Roger had some really really good lines this episode. Another um another one later on was maybe the first laugh out loud one for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least from Roger. There were other laugh out loud lines from other characters, but yeah. And and then Vader goes about 
talking about the new kyber crystals that they're acquiring for the Death Star 2. Um, for uh, I think they're getting them from the planet Vakran, which apparently isn't a thing yet, because I tried looking for it on Wikipedia. <laughs> I didn't actually do that, although I, okay. I probably typically I would, but I hadn't had a chance yet to see. Uh, but I was curious. I was thinking, oh, wow, if there's another planet out there that is rich in kyber crystals, that would be something that maybe had already been mentioned somewhere else in, in Star Wars. So I was planning on looking it up, but you did it for me. I don't have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I do that. <laughs> Especially if it's like something, because I'm always curious if it's something that comes from like the old Republic and, and things of that nature. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that looks very old Republic-y. So I'll go ahead and look it up and see. Yeah, and it's it is this the first I could be way wrong about this. Is this the first mention of a kyber crystal in the show that is that is not related to the kyber saber crystals? I think so. Yeah, I think that might be the case. And especially I think this is the first time they they flat out say that it's for the Death Star. Because I think in Star Wars Rebels, they're at a time period where they don't know. That's well, I mean, they suspect that that's what that's for. But, you know, in Rogue One, obviously, we know that that's what's being used as the energy source for the Death Star. And I think this is the first time we hear it for the Death Star 2 in, in this show. Right. They, have, they haven't changed kind of Death Star 1 was very much reliant on kyber crystals and they haven't really changed the the plan for Death Star 2 it sounds like. No, it no, I don't and think maybe they that's have. what's holding up the production, you know, that's why they're not able to uh finish it until Return of the Jedi. Mhm, mhm. And so the emperor sends had sent MOC a lightsaber as a present. <laughs> His his favorite hunter droid, but his only hunter droid. Yeah, maybe also his least favorite, according to Vader. <laughs> yeah. Some good some good Vader back and forth here. Uh, I thought was it was pretty funny. Do you okay? So, MOC now has lightsabers. Yes. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Is that something that you're excited about? The idea of another kind of villain with lightsabers, or is that something that is maybe a little bit has been a little bit overdone um no not really i i mean i like the fact that it was the spinning kind like the inquisitor that because i when i first saw it i thought oh my gosh uh, this is an inquisitor type character and then it was fleshed out later and said that this was a droid and it's interesting to see a droid using a lightsaber so uh i am I, I like the concept uh, but I'm I'm not at that, at that stage where I think it's overrated or overdone. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that when they first introduced this villain, it's like, oh, okay, this is like an assassin droid that's coming after them, a different kind of villain, you know, because we had already had, uh, you know, Dark Jedi as the villain in the first season. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, this is interesting, you know, different kind of villain. And then they gave him lightsabers. I was like, oh, okay, they're, you know, it's kind of like a <laughs> General Grievous again kind of idea, I guess. But actually, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It was just I didn't expect it. I wasn't expecting this to be a villain with lightsabers. But I was thinking about it. I was like, well, you know what? That allows for them to have um, lightsaber battles between him and Z- between him and Rowan, which I think we'll probably see a lot of. Right. Um, whereas yeah. if he didn't have lightsabers, you wouldn't get that kind of close combat, probably. Mm-mm. And yeah, Rowan would be more successful in chopping off his gadgets and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love that in the process of giving him the lightsaber or having, you know, reminded him that he gave him the lightsaber, the Emperor says, look, it spins. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited to give him that gift. And it's... he broke it in half. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it kind of cool. It turned it into this kind of you know, two separate lightsabers with these cool like hand guards, uh, mm-hmm. a cool lightsaber design for sure. I don't know if, so you, you said you got the set that he, the minifig for him comes with or comes in. Yeah. It comes in the tracker one. Did you set. notice, um, what weapons he has? Like, does he have a lightsaber or lightsabers? 
I think he has a lightsaber, but I'm not sure. I, I can't remember exactly. I haven't I haven't opened it up yet, and I uh, I wanted to do the mini figs first, but I didn't get a chance to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was curious if if they had you know put that on there or not, and we would have kind of already known that was coming because I I wasn't when they when he had a lightsaber, I was very surprised. I probably shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's shown up in in things before, but I was surprised. Gotcha. Yeah. And so the emperor says, okay, I admit it. He's not the easiest guy to have a conversation with. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they're just, he, they kind of like, uh, he and Vader have this relationship where it's just, there's tension there because of this other character. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, it's funny because this episode, I think is the first time we've seen the emperor start to treat MOC differently. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas before he was kind of the the golden child and you know could do no wrong and gave Vader plenty of reason to be jealous, but you're starting to see the tables turn a little bit now that now that MOC has failed a couple times. Right. That the Emperor's right. starting to actually get frustrated with him just like he's gotten frustrated with Vader in the past. So uh, Vader's enjoying that. <laughs> and then switching on over, we have Cordy giving a presentation on energy conservation. <laughs> <laughs> which involves turning off the lights when you leave the room. Everyone yeah. should do that. Starring Xander in the training videos. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love because I mean every company, you know, has this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You know, you got to take the you know, the onboarding videos, the training videos, or um, safety videos. So it was it was funny to see kind of these videos that I'm just imagining them kind of filming these videos. Uh, to present to the the rebels like hey make sure you turn out the lights to save energy (laughs) yeah their little video recording projects in the background while they're not doing mechanical work (laughs) right they got to do something in their downtime yeah (laughs) and then i can imagine roger actually with the camera yes Uh, (laughs) definitely it's got to be rogers he's doing the camera work yeah (laughs) (laughs) they did 30 takes to get that one shot right (laughs) because xander kept tripping over and whatnot so yeah i can totally see it happening (laughs) we need need an outtake reel (laughs) yeah and then rowan interrupts her meeting to tell her that he has to go to alistair alistair that this is something that he needs to do to get the ship built and whatnot and he's going at light speed, at, at hyperspeed. And I love that he says that he packed a lunch as well. <laughs> With his Freemaker logo lunchbox, like the red lunchbox. Yes, I want that. It caught my eye immediately. I was like, oh, look at that lunchbox. That's so cool. It's got like this, you know, the Freemaker decal on it. There needs to be merchandise, Jonah. Why is there not merchandise yet? I completely agree. And it's so sad that we don't have merchandise for this show. And it's so disappointing because, you know, you have Forces of Destiny, which is a fantastic little micro series. And I love it so much. But there's a a wave of toys that came out alongside it. And there's going to be shirts and bedspreads and whatnot. Why isn't this there present for Freemakers, which is also a Lucasfilm production with other companies as well? But still, yeah, I mean, I we get know. the we get the sets. You know, that's you know obviously going to come along with this being a Lego property. But right. yeah, I would love there to be something beyond that. I'm thinking kind of the the clothing side of things. You know, I would love to be able to go and get my son, you know, some shirts featuring these characters and i don't think they're out there i've never seen anything like that maybe they are i just haven't seen them but even for me as an adult i would love just like a you know that that simple freemaker logo that's that triangle with the wrench inside like that i would wear as on a shirt you know that would be really cool yeah yeah and other people do too i've seen it on online and whatnot in conversation I've heard, you know, I, I wish we could get this and that, but it just doesn't exist. And I don't know who to contact of, <laughs> to to let them know that we want merchandise. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll just say it here and then, you know, maybe tweet Hopefully about it. Hopefully the word and... was spread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So here's hoping maybe we'll still get something. But for now, I guess we have the Lego sets and I have fun with those. <laughs> yeah. And so Cordy goes on to say, I propose five-minute showers for 
her energy conservation plan. And then everyone looks at Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> the guilty. <laughs> Such a funny moment in the show. Was that your laugh out loud moment? This was definitely a laugh out loud moment. I like I found because it's just these it's the best thing about this show. The things that make me laugh the most is the unexpected lines. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, sometimes you can kind of see something coming, you know, with Vader or with Roger. But with this, like, I'm not expecting that line at all. And it just happens. Everybody turns, looks at Akbar, Like, why is, why is everybody looking at me? You know, it's just <laughs> completely unexpected. But I just laughed out loud. And if I'm watching it with my son. And he's like, why are you laughing at that? Like, he just doesn't he doesn't get the fact that, you know, Akbar's an aquatic you know, alien or all the, the nuances. It, it kind of went over his head. But for me as a as a fan of Star Wars, it was something that was definitely laugh out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish it had cut to a scene. It probably would have been too, too Lego. Him in the shower. Yes. <laughs> With like a cap on. Like, burr, 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 burr. Scrubbing. Like, the scrubbing. Swimming the around. <laughs> like a mini pool size shower. Yeah. Right, and and because I like to think that they all they you like share showers. There's like a long line beside <laughs> the shower of people trying to like get their own shower in and whatnot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is yeah. I, that is something that would have definitely been added to the scene. Maybe they had to cut it. Maybe there was a scene they just had to cut it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> And then there's Xander fixing the X-Wing when Rowan interrupts him. And I like that uh, Valeria is in the scene and she's very appreciative of his work. Yeah, it was um, Xander comes out. He's all greasy, you know, and she's like, you're the best, you're the best mechanic we have. I was trying. I was actually thinking about that when she said it kind of similar to the whole you're the best. You're my favorite hunter droid. You know, no. <laughs> you're our best mechanic. I was thinking, well, I don't see any other mechanics around. You know, is isn't he their only mechanic? It feels like they're the only ones fixing ships. Yeah, yeah, it looks like. <laughs> and I love that. In addition to Rowan pulling Xander aside, you have Corey, who's like completely out of breath, trying to keep up with this kid. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely an odd couple. They are. <laughs> but it's it works well. It definitely works well. Mm-hmm. And and at the same time, Xander is you know paying more attention to what he can do as in terms of being a pilot, which is still not in the cards for him. But in in you know focusing on that, he kind of neglects Rowan a bit, which leads Rowan to take make his own path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he basically. It reminds me of my son in this. Rowan actually reminded me of my son in a couple instances in this episode. The manipulation that kids learn how to do at a very young age. You know, <laughs> hey, can we go hang out on the ship? You know, he's he's trying to get just enough permission to get away with something that he already knows he's going to do that he's not supposed to do. Right. So I, I, it's fun. It's great how they've really captured that because it is such a reality of how kids kind of do operate when they're trying to figure out a way to get what they want. Um, it's And they nailed it with the way Rowan acts in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love that Rowan and Corey, they get to the ship and they're inside and they have to prop their chairs up. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So funny. <laughs> like, you can't see them at all. No, you and can't. And then you just hear the sound of the chairs being cranked up. It's like... <laughs> and then, and you slowly see them kind of, oh, oh my goodness, genius. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it's just, you don't, it's stuff that you don't think about, but you know, <laughs> these guys do. And it's just, that's what makes it so hilarious. Cause they capture those moments that you completely would have forgotten about. Cause we've all been there, right? Like you've, <laughs> we've all sat in a chair that's like cranked way too low and you have to kind of grab the side thing and you pull it up and it's just, I'm doing it right now on my desk right now. Like it's just. <laughs> That's it's so relatable and just so unexpected. Oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> so funny! I need a gift. That's another gift I need to get. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of them I'll, just kinda... I'll make that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you know Rowan tells him that he's gonna be the one flying the ship. That Quarry's gonna be the one flying it, and he's like, Nah, I build them, I don't fly them. <laughs> yeah, kind of surprising. 
You would think you would know how to fly the ships. Um, and I love that Rowan sort of like, well, I've seen Xander do it a million times. I think I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) And he has a rough takeoff in the process. And I love that Roger has tagged along at this point. And he thinks that this is the biggest mistake ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I love the response to the rough takeoff. Corey goes, is it too late for me to fly? And then Roger's like, is it too late for me to get off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes to both. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they arrive at Alistan, Alistan Nor, which is a very beautiful planet. I love that it has these three crystal like rings around it. Yeah. It looked really cool. Cause it's, it's very unique in that you see a, a planet like that. Usually when you see these planets with the rings, they tend to be kind of a more solid, you know, terrain, solid color planet. But to see a planet that's very Earth-like in its terrain, but then to also have these really cool, like, crystal rings, it was a really, really cool design. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only other planet that kind of looks like it, not really... But the concept is there is uh, from Rogue One, that opening shot of, uh, the, of the parents living on that planet. I forget the name of the planet now, but you can see the ring up in the sky. And I thought that was a neat feature that they added in that movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when he ca- it kind of skims off it, the ring and you can see the rocks that form form the ring and it kind of skims off of it. It's a very cool visual. Yeah. 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 And I also like the sound effects in this episode i mean there you can clearly clearly hear them in other episodes but they for some reason stood out to me in this episode and yeah like at the very beginning you have the shot of rowan putting the pieces together and one of the pieces he takes has like a glass sound to it and i thought that was very neat i think matthew wood works with the editing the sound editing so him and his team are doing a spectacular job yeah the sound and the music in this episode Yes, was Michael Kramer. Really top notch. Noticeably, mm-hmm. you know, in this episode, I think because of some of the different themes they brought in, because mm-hmm. of the the Jedi city, and they kind of changed the tone a little bit with some of the music. It was really noticeable, and I yeah, I thought they did a really good job, kind of nailing that that vibe or that expectation you would have of of uh, kind of that atmosphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so MOC finds out that Rowan is on this planet and ends up contacting the emperor and tells him that he's headed on his way there. And the emperor, I love that at at the same time that MOC is talking, the emperor is also talking with him as if he's trying to give him the order, (laughs) but MOC already (laughs) knows what it is that he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) And I like when the call ends. And the emperor goes, see, he can't do anything. He can't do a thing without me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And um, uh, and when they end up landing on the planet, Roger also has a fantastic line here where he goes, you know, you really do fly like Xander. And Rowan takes it as a compliment. And he's like, that's not a compliment. That's not a compliment, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i really love the jungle shot it reminded me of a few other stories that we've read um specifically weapon of the jedi i think with uh luke uh where he lands on a planet a jungle-like planet and finds an ancient and abandoned jedi temple so i I, it was giving me those kind of vibes this particular scene yeah and with the kind of the ruins and the overgrown you know the the stone and all of that the different archways which, which he ends up using kind of as he's having to fight off these gundarks mhm mhm and i love roger continues to be awesome and says you know that feeling when you've made a horrible 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 mistake well this is this feeling is much worse <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Roger has his best lines in the, about this two or three minute span after they land on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love that at the same time, you have Cordy and Xander 
working on a ship or trying to gather, a sh- trying to find a ship so they, they can go find Rowan. But the rebels engage in a fight and all of the ships are gone. So they have to improvise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Xander pulls the tarp off of all that kind of junk. Yeah. Um, what did he call it? Like, why would you ever fly this? Or something? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> instead of a Y wing. <laughs> instead of a Y wing. <laughs> oh gosh yeah that was fantastic and i love that they they give it a they give it a go and it doesn't look good at all the first time around so they work on it a bit more and that's the that's exactly what they do for the rest of the episode (laughs) another great touch in this i think it's around this time in the episode when all of the other ships kind of fly out of the hangar and it leaves them all alone and then they had that one guy that was like directing all the ships Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and they they all fly off, and then he's kind of just there alone. He's like, like yeah, kind of whistling, whistling as he's going across. The... <laughs> uh, it's so just the, great. it's just the little things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Rowan and the others happen upon some Gundarks, and Roger again says, "I should just activate silent mode anytime I we go anywhere." <laughs> yeah. And it's true, because why would you say that? Why would you say something like that and then not expect it to happen? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is our first appearance of Gundarks in this show, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, So, because we have seen them in the Clone Wars, I know. Mm -hmm. The Clone Um, Wars. Have they been in Rebels? I don't think so. No, okay. they have not been on Rebels, and I don't think they've been in the movies. They've only been referenced in the movies, right? Yes. Um, I know the Gundarks have been in kind of the more expanded universe stuff, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. they never made an appearance in the movies. Um, and what was the... There was a line about something about pulling the ears off a of Gundark or something, right? Yeah, I think that was by Han, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It all kind of blurs together for me. I'm like, oh, that's a line from the movie. And then later on, I'm like, no, it's not. That was from like, you know, a novel or something, you know, it kind of kind of all blurs together. I think that was in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this is the second time we see them in am- animation in a separate animated show. They make and... for a cool looking creature in Lego style. So it would be a cool like if they had a set or they did some kind of set you know, Lego set uh, based on this planet. If it came with like one of those Gundarks as a kind of one of those big minifigs. That would be cool. Have they done that for other creatures? Yeah, like the Wampa um, is kind of a bigger like molded minifig. And then when you get into like other stuff like uh, Marvel, they have the Hulk that's a molded minifig. Um, I think the Rancor actually, there's a big Rancor that you can get. So yeah, it would, it definitely fits to the form that it would look like those kind of bigger molded minifigs so it'd be it'd be cool in any collection yeah yeah for sure and rowan has no choice but to face them and but he's smart he goes about building a cage of sorts to contain them but you know they're not going to be contained for too long so he runs out of there (laughs) yeah he's not going to stick around to see how long right no yeah exactly (laughs) And so Rowan and the other two end up finding an old Jedi tower and it was built by force builders. Yes. Force builders, a new, uh, I guess a new group of Jedi or a type of Jedi. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting to think, um, inside and outside of this, like I'm thinking, okay, it definitely makes sense for a Lego show, but is that something that could carry into other, you know, properties? Could there actually be, you know, Jedi who use their force powers to help them build, you know, structures or ships. Uh, It's kind of a cool concept. It is a cool concept. I like to think that you can easily transfer that. I mean, it doesn't seem to be just solely a Lego concept, even though you can kind of work it in there because of the whole building aspect. But yeah, I really love that, you know, there's that ancient order where they did fine art and architecture and they sound enlightened and i love that i love that concept yeah force builders that'd be a cool name for a podcast that would be we, if, we only we knew, if only we knew if only we knew it's coming <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, and so, you know, Rowan wants to go up to the top. And I love that uh, Corey jumps onto Rogers' back. <laughs> and he says, yay, I get to add transportation to my lengthy list of skills. <laughs> what did he say? I have short legs and a long, long in years or something like that? Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but how cool was this Jedi city? Oh my gosh, epic! It was, that so, was so cool. cool. And it was, it was. This is the part where the music kind of comes in too. This mm-hmm. they changed the tone of the music, and um, even like I love how they they you kind of get there and you you have like Roger's perspective, where he's kind of mm-hmm. looking around. He's just like, I don't, whatever. Like this doesn't look that cool. And then they're like, look up, you know. And then you see the the camera angle kind of tilts upward and you see this gigantic tower and you know it's just it's so it's so cool it looks so good and and then you get kind of um rowan who goes to the top of the building and he actually is able to see what the city used to look like because um, mm-hmm. he has that ability to kind of visualize those things so i thought the design of all of this was so well done yeah yeah and i liked how it was transforming into that city of what it used to look like and yeah and just the the blue sky with the tan buildings and the lighting it was just beautifully done yeah it's like if i could get a really cool like concept art of this into some sort of artwork i could put on my wall yeah that'd be nice yeah it's just like these (laughs) there's every once in a while there's these images from star wars you're like that would be a really cool wall art like this was one of those moments Mm mm-hmm but it also started making me think of like all the the implications to like okay well there's this entire city of Jedi like when what happened to this city like how why is it in ruins you know I want to know the story behind this city um, you know was it something kind of like akin to a Jedi temple where where a Jedi came here to be trained or were they just living lives with their families and like what time period was it from like all of this is going through my head like I need to know these details. <laughs> Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You start coming up with all these wild theories. And, oh, man, it's such an awesome place. And, yeah, I really want to know more of its history. I was kind of thinking, like, well, it must be from the old Republic era. Me too. (laughs) Because it's in ruins, whereas if it was, you know, if they had been wiped out during the Jedi Purge, it wouldn't look so old. And, like, I'm going through all this stuff in my head. So it was – we need need these uh, – like we need a DK book. Yeah. It's like kind of a encyclopedia to the Freemaker adventures where we get to kind of get all this, this extra information. Oh, so awesome. I essential would love guide. that. We need an essential guide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so as he's, as Rowan's observing what's happening, he sees the arrowhead being built again. And that's when his inspiration takes over and it's just a very beautiful scene how it takes pieces of this ancient city and it it builds the arrowhead in front of him i just thought that was so awesome yeah how it's kind of pulling pieces off the top of the buildings and stuff in his mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and i love I love that Roger said, wow, that vision is so powerful. I can actually hear the engines roar. (laughs) 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 But it's actually MOC coming to attack and try to take Rowan. And uh, fortunately for them, they don't completely fall to their deaths. But MOC confronts Rowan. And I love that in their small little back and forth, um, I, I think Rowan describes him as a moof milker, and and he he responds with, "I have never milked a moof." <laughs> <laughs> so matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, um, I was thinking about that as the ship was approaching. You see MOC's ship, and how cool the design that ship is. Oh, so so good. Yeah, it, it fits so well with kind of the established aesthetic of Star Wars. And mm-hmm. especially kind of villains, vehicles, and kind of how their wings work, you know, kind of, you have like the central core of it, but then you have these wings that um, come out the way they do for like a TIE fighter, or even like, as we've seen the the way that Kylo Ren's new ship is going to look in The right. Last Jedi, like it's all so reminiscent, even this ship kind of fits that same general aesthetic. So it's very, very well done. 
Yeah, yeah, I really love that it captures his identity very well. And it's sort of like Ventress's old ship where uh, the sails along the side were red and you can associate that with her. And Dooku's ship was very sophisticated and elegant and you can kind of associate those qualities with the way that he handles himself. So yeah, I, I, I very much like that ship and it's it's probably going to be the first one I built. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I just want to see it in action. <laughs> and so you have Rowan who, thinking outside the box, uses a hanging balcony off the tower and uses that as a way to crush uh moc because otherwise there was just nothing that he could do to stop moc from attacking and can we talk about uh the fact that rowan was able to hold two people with the force from falling um literally just stop their fall uh, using the force so he has definitely increased in his force powers yeah yeah, but what's really cool is that later on, um, Corey says that he's the one of the last of the Force Builders, and I thought that was really neat that he kind of saw this in uh, Rowan and then like purposefully took him to this planet because maybe he suspected that Rowan has this sort of ability, like what he's read, because apparently he's never been there before. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was neat. So yeah, Rowan does appear to have more to him than what he appears to have. Yeah, he's definitely a powerful Jedi. He's a unique Jedi in that. Well, he's not really a Jedi yet, but you know, he's got those powers. But in that, he now has this unique ability as a Force builder. Um, it definitely makes me think about what happens to this character. You know. I know. Where does, I want to Where know does he too. find himself in the, you know, cuz we're we're right in the middle of kind of the rebellion era and it's interesting. It'll be interesting to kind of see where they place him um kind of as his final place, you know, in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the story. So true. And and so when MOC is on the ground, you know, you kind of think he's going to retaliate, but the Gundarks end up running him over. Yeah. So great. And it reminded me of the Wampas running over, I think it was Durpin and Plumstriker on Hoth. I did very much enjoy that because you have that moment where the rocks all kind of fall down on him and then he just blasts his way out. And you're like, man, how in the world are they going to stop this guy? And then all of a sudden the Gundarks just come out of nowhere and just take him down. (laughs) Um, Which I think he ended up losing an arm and a lightsaber. Yeah, in the process. (laughs) And so, yeah, this entire time you have Cordy and Xander working on this ship, hoping that they can go save their joyriding brother. And Rowan ends up arriving in the Star Scavenger and knocks the ship out and crushes it and completely destroys it after all their hard work. Yeah, so much. Yeah, all that time they spent trying to go figure out a way to rescue their brother. And I, I do like how they put so much emphasis on showing them making this build. So it yeah. meant it meant that much more to us as a viewer. You know, you're and you even get this kind of like triumphant end as they're like, you know, they're moving around real fast and they're, you know, kind of at the top of their game and um you know, like finishing it up and you're like, wow, like look at these two mechanics go and then it just all gets crushed. <laughs> yeah. Like Like they didn't even have a time. They didn't even have a chance to turn it on. (laughs) So he couldn't reach the brake. (laughs) And that's because he doesn't have his full legs, Aaron. I know. They. Yeah, I know. He does. He's (laughs) still got the short legs, but he's hanging out with Corey, who has short legs too. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Short leg crew. (laughs) That's their. That's their name. That's their (laughs) duo name. And so Rowan ends up. You know, saying that it was kind of their fault for letting, telling him that he can go on the Star Scavenger and that he tries to fix the situation by giving them a hug. Yep. <laughs> yep. Classic, That's... classic move. Classic. Yeah, I was, that was the other moment that kind of reminded me of my son and his, the way he handles things like that. You know, he 
he first tries to talk his way out of it, you know, and kind of, well, you kind of said I could do it, so I did it. But then when he realizes that that's not working, then it's like, well, Dad, I love you. You know, let me give you a hug. And then you're like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> that's exactly what Rowan did here. Yeah, yeah. Because even and... the way that, you know, Xander and Cordy were like, no, 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 this isn't going to work. And then they're like, okay. <laughs> it did. It worked. <laughs> And it was such a beautiful hug. I love I love their relationship and how supportive they are of each other. And um and it you know, it shows that they've learned a lesson that they need to pay more attention to Rowan rather than being really consumed by what they're doing now for the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mhm. But I I still don't think it's their fault. No, no. <laughs> you know, they were just doing their thing. But they should have they should have just, you know, given him a little bit more attention into what he was tr- trying to say and do. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone uh uh you know, had a part in this. And so, uh I like that that hug really mended everything. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, that's that's one of the things I really like about the show is is the brother sister you know family relationship with these characters is they are they are they just have this really cool bond they do know, that they mm-hmm. kind of understand each other and they're not gonna be so petty that they're gonna be upset at him you know it's just kind of that like oh i can't stay mad at you you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so he finally is able to build that model for them because this whole time he's he's been trying to make it uh, make a visual for everyone else to know what it is that he's been seeing and so yeah that model is there and hopefully you'll be able to build it Aaron be a build <laughs> now that I've seen it completed and I did look I was looking at little details on kind of like main, the main thing was like the way it connects like how are these things actually holding together and it looks like it can be done cool so I will I will keep you I will keep you up to date on my progress on that one I probably won't be able to match all the colors, but if I can find all those pieces, I can at least try to put that thing together. Yeah, yeah. And so back at the emperor's office, (laughs) (laughs) um, you have Vader. Oh, well, you have MOC, you know, recounting the fact that he lost them yet again. And so Vader is very, very pleased by this news. (laughs) He's very pleased. And then he... He gets some praise from the emperor finally. Finally. <laughs> Where and you know the emperor being the manipulative person that he is, he's only praising Vader to probably try to get to MOC, you know, in this moment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Vader kind of gets to leave in a little bit of triumph, which is has been rare for him lately, so that was good to see. Yeah, yeah, I love that. He's just all high and mighty and says I'm going to go check on the progress of my very promising and successful project. <laughs> And the Emperor's like, he gets results. Go, Vader, go. <laughs> <laughs> but then it turns out that that planet, that, that old Republic-sounding planet, <laughs> didn't have the kyber crystals they needed for the Death Star. And so Vader, not wanting to feel this sort of loss, he ends up throwing that poor officer outside. <laughs> the window, I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was such a good scene with the three kind of officers there. And the the guy kind of comes up to the forefront. And he's like, well, I'm only the one to deliver this because I pulled the short straw. And he has a really cool Imperial accent as he's, you know, delivering the information. He's like, but please don't force choke the messenger. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then Vader's just like, <laughs> throws him tosses out. him out the window. Oh man. That the, reminded me of that scene. That first scene that we saw of Callus hanging off the bridge and he just like hits that stormtrooper and he falls off to his death i'm just like oh my god that was so brutal but why are people laughing <laughs> there's something funny about a character falling to their death as long as it's in, <laughs> as long as it's in cartoon form you know it's there's a little bit of uh, distance from reality there oh my god especially with a lego you know piece because you're like yeah that guy just died i just watched yeah. vader kill this guy but you know Legos can fall pretty far and still survive, I guess. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they can breathe in space. They can Maybe survive a fall. A speeder went by and he landed in the speeder, you know. Yes. He's fine. <laughs> if this was the world of Avatar, he would have landed in the cabbage's carriage 
and the poor guy, the cabbage man, would have been crying out for his cabbages. My cabbages. <laughs> My cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much it for that episode. It was such a good episode, too. It really was. Really and cool. And you think... You'd think it's not something that's necessary because they could have gone straight into just building the the arrowhead. But the thing is, you know, in a dream, you kind of forget what things look like in your dreams. They're, that's why they're just broken up and you don't remember much of them when you wake up in the morning. So I like that this was an opportunity to continue building Rowan's character and just having that bonding with him and, and um, Corey. So it, it was a great episode. Yeah, and that's one thing I've really enjoyed about this show as well is that even though there is not a lot of a lot to do with the Jedi and in the Force, like as far as we we have Rowan, you know that he's pretty much the only kind of Jedi character we get in the show, but they still find ways to introduce new ideas or new elements to kind of the Jedi lore, mm-hmm. and you know we kind of in the first season we learn about this Kyber saber. And kind of the history behind that. This season now we find this like entire Jedi city, you know, with and we find out there's this whole group of Jedi that were force builders. It's really cool that they're kind of adding this information. I know it's not, you know, canon, but it's still a, you know, fun addition to kind of the Star Wars universe. Right, right. Um, oh gosh, I get so annoyed when people ask me, is this canon? (laughs) (laughs) But just, I don't know, just watch the show. (laughs) Um, it's not, but that's the cool thing about it is that it's not canon, but it's so much. It's canon adjacent. I like that term. (laughs) Yeah, it is canon adjacent, but it's not not canon in a way that like you're watching like Robot Chicken or you know, um, you know, kind of the family guy, Star Wars special, where it's just this really goofy off the wall kind of stuff. Like these are really well thought out, cool stories that do add to the lore of Star Wars. And there's no reason to think that these type of things couldn't have happened. They don't, they're not so outside of the, the realm of possibility that you're just like, oh yeah, that's definitely not anything that could have ever happened in the Star Wars universe. These are like, I could totally buy into the idea of just about everything that we see in this show. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, I've, I love how the storytelling has been so far in these two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I guess the next episode we'll be focusing on is the Ember Steel Blade. And that's going to go into acquiring parts for the Arrowhead. Yeah. And that airs tomorrow as we're that recording this? tomorrow, yeah. But we'll definitely be talking about it next week. So that way we can, again, spread the episodes around. Yeah, so we will, we will be watching it tomorrow, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to wake up just as early as I did today <laughs> and watch the episode because it's fun. I, I actually I actually enjoyed doing that this morning. It wasn't just, you know, a dreary Monday all off to work and being an adult. It was, hey, wake up and watch Makers and eat cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is an interesting way that they have decided to um, release these episodes. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, I'm sure that although the new episode comes out kind of like really early in the morning on a weekday and they're doing them all back to back like this, I'm sure they will put these things on replay for, oh, yeah. for quite a while. So, you know, if, if you don't catch it the first time around, it's going to come back up again. Um, we are going to be talking about them for a while. You know, we're not going to just stop talking about them after they stop airing after the next three weeks. That's part mm-hmm. of the reason why we wanted to do this you know, where we do one episode per, you know, one review per episode for Star Scavengers. So we can kind of, you know, make it feel a little bit more like a really long season as opposed to kind of the shorter uh, release schedule they have here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And hopefully we can help extend it. And then, and then after we're done or probably even during our reviews, we'll start talking about, hey, are we, when are we going to get season three? Yeah. <laughs> when are they going to announce season three? I know. I kind of hope they're secretly working on it right now. <laughs> um, so here's hoping. But until next time, I guess we'll we'll just enjoy the episodes and then plan our notes for the next episode. Yes. So stick with us 
through this as we review these episodes and kind of stretch it out. Um, but we'll be watching them live and we'll be, you know, I don't, I guess we're going to kind of hold off on the live tweeting until we record too, or are we going to tweet the same day the episode airs? Um, no, the, you, we're going to wait until we review it because it, it seems like it'd be easier for us, um, on Twitter to be able to coordinate it in time and have people join in on, join in with us and whatnot. Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, we will be back next week with a new episode. But until then, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes. You can uh, head over to iTunes and search for Star Scavengers, and you'll find us. And you can also leave us a review over there. So if you listen to our show and you enjoy it and you haven't left us a review yet, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, You can find our episodes as well on our website, www.starscavengers.com. And we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, at Star Scavengers. And you can send us an email if you want, starscavengers.gmail.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers.